So, Sean, what do you want to do tonight? Same thing we do every weekend. Try to take over the world. Oh, yeah, kids. It's that time of night. So dim the lights and light the candles. Because it's time for your all-time favorite show, Geeksters. And welcome to episode 25 of the Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. And I'm your host, Sean. Quarter of a century. Woo! And as always, we start off the top of the show with releases of the week. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, the one we have to talk about first is Hobbit, The Unexpected Journey. It was released today. <sighs> oh, wake me up in three hours when it's over. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, there's a lot of different combo packs that came out. Of course, the, the big one is the Blu-ray 3D, Blu-ray, DVD, ultraviolet copy. Which is uh, the one I have. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I know. Sean, did you just go, you want to wake me up? Yes, I did buy it because I'm a sucker for extras. Yeah, okay. That's my thing. Movie may suck, but if it's got good extras, it's on goes on the shelf. So they have a lot of good extras in that or I don't know, I haven't watched it yet. Yeah. I just picked it up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean apparently it's like a includes ten production videos. Ooh. So I mean it's a whole extra Blu ray of special features. Oh, <laughs> What else came out? This came out was a Zero Dark Thirty. So if you want to know how Osama Bin Laden got caught and you missed it in the theater. Allegedly. Allegedly. I mean, I'm just saying because it's, it's a movie based on stuff that I would think would be classified. At least for right now. Isn't it classified? Pretty how? much, yeah. And I, I'll, I'll spoiler for spoiler people. So you might want to skip ahead like 30 seconds <laughs> starting now. Here's a little hint. You don't actually see Osama Bin Laden. They actually just kick in the door. And you see somebody that you assume is him. So you never actually see him. Oh, okay. And welcome back to those people who went forward. <laughs> and finally, the release of the week, which actually comes out on Friday, is Les Miserables. Hugh Jackman. And Hathaway. And Hathaway, thank you. <laughs> Russell Crowe, Helen Baum Carter, Sasha Baron Cohen. And so on. <laughs> yes. So, okay, we're here. Are you going to pick it up? You know what? I'm, I'm interested in seeing it. So know, am I. I don't know if I'll pick it up uh, on uh, DVD, but I might rent it just to watch it. You know what? Just wait. I'll, 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 we can watch it together. Okay. We can watch a musical together. <laughs> I dream, I dream of love. So that was our video releases of the week. And, of course, there's a lot of video games that came out today. Really? Yes. I only know two of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, two that you were interested in. Right. And the rest of everybody, you know, might be interested in. Okay, so hit me up. First one is uh, Gears of War Judgment. Pick that up, yes. Yes, so that was on the Xbox 360. I, I just want to say, sidebar, since, you know, you're hitting me up as we go along. Mm -hmm. I am so annoyed with the whole punching and code shit. Really? Because I went, it was a midnight release, so I went over and I, I wasn't sure if I was going to buy it because I only played the first one, never bought the second one or the third one, but this is kind of like a prequel to those. Okay. So I was like, oh, can I pre-order? And when you pre-order, you get like all, because like, it's GameStop, so you get all these extra skins for multiplayer and stuff like that. And each one comes with a code that you have to type in, mm -hmm. as most people know. Well, then the codes are 25, a combination of 25 letters and numbers. Ooh. Okay, so you're sitting there punching in 25 different codes. It literally, between the normal stuff you get with it, because if you buy the game, it comes with a free download for the first Gears of War, which I don't have. So I was like, I play, but I don't have. I was like, oh, okay, that's not bad to have. Um, like three or four different multiplayer skins. And I'm like, well, I'm not really a big multiplayer fan, but what the hell? I'll download them anyway. It took me almost a half hour to 45 minutes to download punching in codes and shit. 
Wow. I'm like, this is ridiculous. Why can't they just come up with... And I also got the VIP package, which comes with like extra maps and all this other stuff. And I got the hint book, and they came with another digital code. I'm like, you sons of bitches. Why can't you just come up with one stupid code that encompasses everything? If you're going to pre-order and it's a VIP package, here's your code. Right. Instead of, here's 27 different codes that you got to punch in. Right. They make you do all the work. Bullshit. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, next is on the list is a Luigi Mansion, excuse me, Luigi's Mansion, Dark Moon for Nintendo 3DS. Hey, it's me, a Mario. Where's my game? Yeah, well, fortunately, Luigi gets it first. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, okay. And then, of course, you Pokemon fans out there, Pokemon Mystery Dungeon, Jake to Infinity. <laughs> That's also on the 3DS. <laughs> my favorite one. Jigglypuff. <laughs> Jigglypuff. Oh, Pika Pika. <laughs> right. Never played, never ever actually played one never of those games. Never played it? Okay. I'm always half tempted just to see what it's like because it's such, such a big thing, but yeah. And this one you might be interested in. I don't know if you knew it came out or not. It was The Walking Dead Survival Instinct. Yeah, picked it up. Picked it up. Okay. I, well, that was That's, the thing is. Sorry, I was going to say it's available for the Xbox 360, the Wii U, and PC. Yes. And no, next, no PS3. Exactly. No I got the PS3 version. You did? Yeah, so that yeah, article's that's... wrong. Because <laughs> the thing is, I got I got a phone call, because GameStop's good, because cause I'm, I'm a GameStop member type deal where I get mm. discounts and crap like that. They call you up to go, hey, there's a midnight release of said game that you pre-order, if, if there's a midnight release. Right. So I get the message, I'm like, well, that's kind of, I didn't, like, they kind of slipped this game in. There was no real big promotion about it, right. you know, which is weird because it deals with Daryl Dixon, which is the guy they created, Norman Reese's character from the show, and he's like the popular guy. He's like the Boba Fett of The Walking Dead. You know, <laughs> like a side character, but now he's like, everyone loves him. Mm-hmm. So they kind of have him and Michael Rooker's character. It's like a prequel to before he actually gets involved in the show aspect. Okay. It's a first-person shooter. It's kind of tough because I was playing it, and I was, but I was kind of surprised it was a midnight release. But then I realized Gears of War, that was the big midnight release. Mm-hmm. But since I was getting both, they, they, they give you the games at midnight. Right. So, and it only came with one code, Ed. Just one, one code. code. One code. I think 15 letter, 15 combination type thing. Bing, bang, boom. I'm done in like three minutes. I'm going. And then he kills some zombies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that's only one code. And finally on the list for all you wrestling fans out there, it's the WWE 13. And that is for both Xbox 360 and PS3. Huh. That's funny because no one mentioned that last night. This week also was supposed to be for the Wii U, the Lego City Undercover. Yes. But that got pushed back a week. Did it? Yeah, and I, you know, probably because of the whole Gears of War, you know, things, that's Xbox exclusive. This right. game's a Wii U exclusive. So I think that they're, they wanted to kind of have people get that out of the Gears of War out of the way so they could focus on the Wii U. Right. But who, who knows? Uh, we're not, if I knew their plans, I wouldn't be sitting here in a basement with you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be going, let's make a games. <laughs> so that, that's the releases of the week. Yeah, yeah. And unfortunately, we have no television. You don't have to tell them that. Guess what, folks? No good TV to talk about. I mean, we could talk about The Walking Dead, but eh. You know, we could eh. talk about Arrow, but eh. eh. <laughs> we weren't talking it from the start. I mean, Walking Dead's in season three. If you're not watching it, get on board, people. It's a great show. <laughs> start renting start the DVDs. Yeah, season one and two are out on DVD and Blu-ray. It's a great show. Um, I have, I'm have i two episodes behind. 
because it's been a kind of a rough week because I've been in jury duty. <laughs> so it's been kind of like Sean actually has to get up early in the morning. <laughs> yeah, so it's like oh, I can't watch TV late at night. Yeah. So okay. yeah. But I heard my sister text me like the moment something happened on the show last week. She was like, "Holy shit! Did you watch? Did you see that?" And I'm like, "No," because at the time it was actually because it was St. Patrick's Day. I was at the bar, and no TV had The Walking Dead on because usually at the bar everyone there's majority of people there are Walking Dead fans. So okay. with like a hundred TV, like budget not a hundred, but like you know half a dozen TVs, right? At least three of them have The Walking Dead on, and everyone's like, "Shows on." <laughs> everyone's like why are you watching that stupid show because there's some people there who don't know the show and I'm like if you know neck Neanderthals can sit there and watch football you know and go and pretend like you actually are part of the team how excited you guys get you can shut your pie hole for an hour you know <laughs> but like I said I also have DVR too so in case I do miss anything I can watch it again okay. but my sister was like holy shit did you see that I'm like no don't tell me so i've been trying to like anytime i see something on facebook like says walking dead i'm like don't look scroll 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 <laughs> and arrow arrow's a good show but you know it's it's gonna it's, it's a complicated like, storyline and it's a lot of uh, i wouldn't call it complicated well not really complicated but it's not something we can describe yeah, in a podcast it, yeah yeah it's just yeah you know go Watch whatever the hell you want to watch. Don't listen to us. <laughs> listen to us and then go watch. Yes, that's watch. exactly. DVD, DVR your stuff. Listen to us while you're working out or driving in your car or walking around the block or just sitting at work with nothing to do and needs a couple laughs. Listen to your pals, Ed and Sean. <laughs> and then watch your shows. <laughs> so since we don't have any ta- television to talk about, I thought we would go into a new genre. What the... What nerds really do in their lives when they're sitting around talking, they, they come up with scenarios and discuss what would be best. Okay, I really thought the typical nerd just sat in his underwear looking at, you know, pictures on the internet. Well, that's <laughs> if he's by himself. Yeah. I'm saying if he's even a group of nerds. If, he, if he's in a group of nerds, he usually excuses himself, goes in the bathroom, thinks about Buffy the Vampire Slayer, then leaves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With a satisfied look on his face. Believe it or not, <laughs> there are nerds that actually discuss what's going on in the world. Of- oh, so kind of like what we do on a weekly basis. Exactly. Oh, imagine that. <laughs> wow, you'd think there'd be more podcasts like us. Oh, wait, there are. <laughs> but none as humorous and as funny as engaging as us. Yes. And as adorable. <laughs> oh, sorry, ladies. Ed's taking but your man, Sean, single. <laughs> you know who I'm talking about, ladies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> That's it. I just keep trudging through. Let me just babble. <laughs> yeah, anyway. Back case on point. Okay, I'll behave. What's your point, Ed? So, you know, a lot of times when people are talking, they discuss different scenarios and type of thing. And one of the ones that came up recently... Um, that I saw on the television show, and uh, so I figured I'd share it with you guys. Is if you could be in any kind of cartoon universe, you know, and not as a main character, more as a kind of like a background. Character. For uh, like, okay, describe background. Would you be like just a guy that kind of walks on screen and walks off, or kind of like one of the peripheral side characters that no one really notices? Peripheral side character. Okay. Okay. Hmm. What cartoon genre would you be a part of? My instinct wants to go with Justice League, the cartoon show. Okay. Be a side superhero, you know, that way I can get a look at Wonder Woman, Supergirl, you know, I mean, because I'm a cartoon, so why not try picking up cartoon chicks? There you go. You know, I mean, if I can't pick them up, I can at least admire them Yeah. and go, yeah, that, we call Wonder Woman's looking pretty good. I love <laughs> the way she picks up that truck and throw it. Mm. 
or Supergirl or Huntress. Mm-hmm. You know, you got all those beautiful women in tights and weapons and kicking ass and taking names. So why not be a side character there to be able to go, oh, yeah, I'll go in with the raid with you guys and just kind of stand around going, mm, yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, hold on for a second. Bam. Pow. Biff. All right, where was I? <laughs> so that, I think that that probably my sure. Wouldn't you be worried though if you like something fell on you and I'm a superhero. Well, you're not really a superhero. You don't have any superpowers. But I'm one of the side superheroes, part of the Justice League. I'm not like the Joe Average guy going, "Oh look, there's a there's a building falling about on me." Oh look, Wonder Woman, quick save me! Because <laughs> at that point you're just a regular person and you get the luck of the draw. Right. Like. Oh, no, this building's about to collapse on me. Here comes Superman. Shit. Him again. <laughs> oh, look, there was good Batman. You know, if I'm lucky, maybe I'll see Batman. Right. You know, if I live in the dark part of town, like, you know, where it's nighttime all the time. You know? <laughs> you kind of want, I want to be like like a lesser superhero, like, you know, somebody who is part of the league but never really is the headliner. Right. You know, like Booster Gold or something like that. Booster Gold. You know, <laughs> where I'm kind of like sitting there on the side going, yeah, look at me. I'm a superhero. I got the outfit. I got the, you know, the, the shtick going on. No one's paying attention to me, so I can ogle Wonder Woman from afar, you know? <laughs> Knowing full well that if I say something, she'll beat the crap out of me, but that's part of her charm. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's part of the thrill. Oh, tie me up with that golden lasso. <laughs> Make me tell the truth. Make me tell the truth. Make me... <laughs> so, <sighs> sorry. That would probably be the, probably my first pick. What's yours? What was my first pick? Yeah, I actually came up with two. So it was... I'm thinking of another one since so, I'm being hit with this one. Right. Go ahead. My first one was, of course, the '90s X-Men. I thought it would be cool to have like a mutant power and be able to, you know, be a part of that group, and you know, because I'm a huge X-Men fan. So sure, it makes sense. It, I, I'm just shocked and amazed that you would go with the, hey, I want to be part of this team, and I'm going, I want to look at chicks. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not the reason why I would do it, but yeah. You know, it's a good plus. <laughs> it's I, don't get me wrong. I mean, if I, yeah, I guess, you know, side by side. Well, you would be, yeah, but what kind of character would you be on the show? What kind of character would yeah, you like be? Yeah, like, are you a peripheral character? Or are you the guy going, help me, Obi-Wan, or <laughs> help me, Wolverine? <laughs> sneaky, sneaky. Okay, bub, stand out of the way. Well, my original thought would be just an, an extra, like, kind of, like, just the, the guy who is, um, you, you know, helping them out in terms the of... The janitor of the mansion. Right. Like, <laughs> like, you know, hey, here goes those kids. Please, you're cleaning the toilets. <laughs> Boy, <laughs> that... Something <laughs> took a big dump today. Oh. Or you're walking around a bunch of lit brushes trying to get the blue fur from the beast <laughs> off of shit. <laughs> I hate this job. <laughs> I hate shedding season. <laughs> but if I could have an X-Men, like, a mutant ability, that would be awesome. You know. <laughs> okay, sure. I think my other pick would probably be any any kind of genre of cartoon. Hmm. That's a tough one because I'd probably want to be like in a... My second pick would probably be like a Bugs Bunny cartoon. Because right. I, I just I'd be like it's Bugs. Yeah. You know. I mean, I, wackiness ensues. You, yeah. Somebody, you'll land the piano on your head. And you just walk away with a flat head yeah. for a while, and you, you know, put your thumb yeah. in your mouth and I, pop. I, I was going to say Roger Rabbit because of the whole Jessica Rabbit thing, but she was the only really hot character in the boot bunch. Yeah. And it seemed way too wacky. But at least with Bugs Bunny, you were smart ass. You learned something. You got some good music, you know, the classical stuff. Yeah. They kind of feed, fed into you as a kid. Like, you didn't know it was Beethoven or Bach or Brahms, you know. Right. 
Yo, kill the wabbit, kill the wabbit, kill the wabbit. You know, so. With my magic helmet. Yes. What have I done? I've killed the wabbit. You know. And, and where else can, in any kind of genre, could you spin around, dress and drag? Yeah. You know? I mean, not that I have any tendency to dress and drag, but if it ever came up, if I ever needed a disguise, bam, chick. You know? Just like Thursdays. Yes. <laughs> you know? And I don't know how many, how many, let's face it, how many times in real life have you done duck season at rabbit season with somebody? Yeah. So, you know, that was... That was how I was raised on Bugs Bunny, so I'd want to try to get in there some way. Okay, cool. You know, or maybe Batman the Animated Adventures, just so I could, you know, scope out Harley or Poison <laughs> Ivy or Catwoman. You know? It's always the chicks, isn't it? I'm a guy. You know, <laughs> what do you want? I'm a single guy. Hey, let me reiterate. I'm a single guy, and I'm lonely. <laughs> I look at my statues, and I go... <sighs> Memories of the world I left behind. Oh, great. Sean's doing show tunes, wanting to dress and drag. Mm. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> Is he coming out on the show? No, you... I'm all man. All right. Okay, good. I'm all man. I'll punch you in the face. That is how much of a man I am. So what yeah, was your yeah, other? Yeah. So wait, what was what was your other one? You My just, other one was yeah. uh, GI Joe from the eighties. Christ, <laughs> to be a soldier, you know, not really being like a main character. I could be like a gunner because the best part was you shot things, nobody got killed. That's true. That's a good point. No one ever I, died in the GI Joe thing. I can fly a jet plane, and and you know, I don't have to be a pilot, you know, kind yeah. of, or I, or I'm a semi pilot, you know, to to fly one of the. Yeah, sure. Strikers, and then you know, get into a helicopter, fly one of those. And those guys, a... those guys had worse shots than stormtroopers, right? You know, <laughs> yeah. Why not? Sure. And if you get shot, no one ever died. Yeah. Or if, if something bad happened, you come back and you're perfectly okay next week. That's right. Yeah. All right. Good, good pick. Yeah. <laughs> GI Joe and X Men and Sean's Justice League and Bugs Bunny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wonder why this show's good. <laughs> <laughs> So if there was a genre that you wouldn't want to be a part of. Wouldn't want to be a part of. Yeah. In in cartoons? Yes. <sighs> wow. Probably SpongeBob SquarePants. Okay. It kind of annoys me. Really? I mean, I can watch the show, but then, hi, 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 hi. After a while, I'd have to smother him. You know? <laughs> smother him with a pillow. With a yeah. sponge. Like, shh, 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 shh. <laughs> Go to your happy place. Go to your happy place, SpongeBob. <laughs> see a pillow with a big nose poking at him. Yeah, and you see his hands kind of wiggling around, grabbing at me. I'm like, shh, 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 go into the light, go into the light. <laughs> Squidworth would come in. What are you doing? Shh, I'm putting him to sleep. I'm doing you a favor. Yes, doing the world a favor. You know, I'm surprised none of us mentioned The Simpsons or South Park or Family Guy. <laughs> I might change. I might be as Family Guy. Really? I love that show so much, but you know, just to be able to. I, I already kind of characteristically look like Peter Griffin with the glasses, heavy set yeah. guy with glasses. I don't have the balls for a chin, but <laughs> uh... the personality of Quagmire. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Giggity, 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 That's Sean. <laughs> And it was funny because I, I mentioned earlier in the show that I did jury duty. One of the guys, because we're 
you know, when you're when you're stuck in a room with 12 people, with, mm. in our case it was 14 at one point, you had tried to make the best out of the situation. So one of the guys there made the reference that I looked like Peter Griffin a little bit. And I was like, right away. I mean, people would think someone would be insulted by that, but I'm just like, eh, eh. Right away, I'm like, eh. Like, yeah, I get it a lot. <laughs> at one point, I looked like, through the course of my time as from birth to now, right. it went meatloaf for some reason. When my hair was long, it was pendulette. Yeah. yeah. And now it's Peter Griffin. Okay. And at some point, somebody thought I looked like George Thorogood. <laughs> and I did somebody, somebody did say I looked like Harrison Ford at one point when I was like in my teenage years. I'm like, Were they squinting? That's what I thought. You know, that you know, I'm like, thanks, but I think you knew that I'm a Han Solo fan, so that's probably you were trying to butter me up, like, because we were at, like, some sort of team function, so I think she was trying to hit on me, going, I think you look like Harrison Ford, you look like Han Solo, I'm like, hey, thanks, like, yeah, you're just trying to get my pants, <laughs> and she did, no, <laughs> she did, it worked, I am so easy, back then, but now, no, I have morals. <laughs> really? Very few, but I have them. Okay. <laughs> and they alternate. You know, it depends. Like, okay, it's it's Tuesday night on a in March, so it's this set of morals. But tomorrow could be completely different. <laughs> Fifty Shades of Sean's morals. <laughs> yep. Fifty Shades of Sean. <laughs> the safe word is Wiener Schnitzel. <laughs> Yeah, so there you go. So, what other was there any other like geek scenarios you want to try to throw us in to see how we handle it? I think we get that far. <laughs> if you could pick any genre of TV show, like if, like in a perfect world, uh -huh. let's say somebody came up and went looked at you and went, "Hmm, I could see you being an actor, a uh -huh. movie star." What kind of genre of where do you think you would excel as far as your genre of film or TV? Film? Film or TV? Um, well, I would, I'd rather break it down just to television. Okay. Just, just to television film. Because film is just like, oh, why would it be an adventure? You know? Like, <laughs> or... Ed, Ed in the notebook. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably the film I'd get, too. <laughs> Extra number four. Hi, everybody. <laughs> You'd be the postman. Just walking. Um, I got this letter here for you. Here you go. <laughs> Delivering the mail, delivering the mail. I'm delivering the mail. Cut. <laughs> Don't have to go off script there, son. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Just walk in, hand him the letter, and go, here's your letter, and walk off. <laughs> and action. Delivering the mail. I'm delivering the mail. Cut. What? He's doing it again. Do you have... I'm doing it again? I yeah. didn't know I was doing it again. I thought I was doing it in my head. It was out loud. <laughs> walk in, I'm walking. <laughs> Walk in. What do I do with my hands? Walk in. Hey, here's your letter. Here is your line. <laughs> Here is your envelope. Cut. <laughs> what? It's an envelope, isn't it? Here's your package. <laughs> you said package. George Clooney's standing there going, what the hell? <laughs> How about if I just walk up to a mailbox and it's there? <laughs> Here's your letter. Can I have your autograph? <laughs> can, I, can I get a picture with you? Dude, we're doing a film. You're going to be on it anyway. Oh, yeah. Cut. So no the picture? No picture? 
Can we get central casting on the phone? <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, what kind of genre of TV would you want to be on? Wow, I think I'd be uh, good at situated comedy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, that made me laugh. So maybe you had a point there. <laughs> I don't know. I always saw me as the. I'm, I'm always the. I always felt like I'm the humorous psychic. I'm the comic relief. Okay. So I mean, it, it could fit in situation comedies or like Xander from Buffy. Right. Perfect example because that's I kind of or or David Addison from Moonlighting. Okay. Bruce Willis is yeah. kind of like quick one liner. You know that kind of everyone goes. <laughs> yeah, it's a good line. <laughs> you know, do bees be do bears bear? <laughs> that kind of thing. You know. So I'd probably, that's probably the genre I'd be in, or like Castle lately has been kind of more humorous than uh, drama. drama. So I, I'd see myself more as a Nathan Fillion leading actor, <laughs> funny, yet can do action. <laughs> I don't know if I can do action, though, because I'm being in the shape that I'm in. Right. But if, if I'm in Hollywood, I'd have some, I could pay somebody to help me work out. Yeah. That's what I need. Yeah, I would need some motivation. Right. If I had somebody that was dedicated to going to a, a gym every day and or every other day and going, come on, I'm picking you up, we're going, I'd probably be more <laughs> receptive to going rather than just waking up going, what do I want to do today? Ooh, TV. <laughs> I got to see what's going on in the world of television. What's going I gotta on? I got to be a part of it. I have, can't misjudge Judy. <laughs> That's riveting TV. <laughs> Somebody would have to bust in my door. I'd be like lying there and I'd sleep and get up. It's time for work now. Go, 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 go. <laughs> Wake up. Okay, okay. Just give me a rock star and a cigarette and I'll be ready to go. <laughs> There's no smoking. Fuck you, I'm going to bed. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean there's no smoking? <laughs> Not like I'm killing people. <laughs> so yeah, I can see myself being the plucky sidekick. All right. You know, that eventually gets his own spinoff show and becomes a megastar. <laughs> and it'll happen overnight because that's how it always happens. Right. Just overnight. Well, you know, five episodes in, that Sean character, he's a poo. Let's give him his own show. <laughs> Sure, whatever. <laughs> All right, well, so there's that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> even though I didn't answer the question, but... Huh? <laughs> even though I didn't answer the question. <laughs> what was... You didn't answer the question? Well, I, mean, I mean, like, what it would pick a show, like an actual show that's on TV. Like, you, oh, you would pick, like, an actual show, like, yeah. be part of an actual TV show, like, yeah. that's on the air right now? Yeah. <sighs> I'd have to go Castle. Go with Castle. Go with Castle, because I really like that show, and, you know side character main character just a it looks like a fun set to hang out in okay you know yeah that's probably yeah or dexter let me be a victim <laughs> sit there cellophane to a table with him standing over me telling me what i did wrong and you know just as i'm up like pleading my like you know don't kill me get a good death scene in <laughs> yeah so i could see myself as a lawyer on like uh uh Law and Order. Law and Order, yeah. Excuse me, Your Honor. Sidebar. <laughs> Trust me, I just spent a week in jury duty. It looks nothing like it does on TV. I was. It's funny, like to talk about just for briefly about the the mechanics of those people who have never been in jury duty. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we go in, we get to hear a case and all that stuff. But you have the judge, you have the lawyers, you have the defendant, you have the prosecutor, the person, you know, witnesses and stuff like that. 
But the one process that they have, at least in our court system in Philadelphia, and I'm assuming it's in, that way in overall, mm-hmm. is the office, the court officer. You know, like you have Bull, the bailiff, like from if you go in night court. Yeah. But there's actually the best representation would probably be Mac from night court, the guy who's kind of like the social service sits off to the side mm-hmm. and hands paperwork. Yeah. That's one thing like a lot of these courtroom dramas never have is the guy who, when if a lawyer wants to put something into evidence, they have the market that right then and there. It's not already pre-marked. Right. And then this guy comes up, guy, girl, whoever, goes over, takes a copy from them, and then walks it five, maybe three to five feet to the judge and hands it to the judge. And then hands one to the person on the stand. So you never have a lawyer dropping something in front of somebody for some reason. Right. And I'm like... This is never depicted on TV. Like, like, why? Like, that to me, those are the kind of people because you know they've seen and heard everything possible. Right. And they're like a peripheral character in a court because you're focusing on the lawyers and the people behind the chairs and stuff like that. But here's a guy who's going, yeah, I'm marking this D1, Your Honor. I got a copy from here, copy from there. Here's your copy, Your Honor. And they go back and sit down. And they lean back and wait till their turn to go, here's your thing. Here. And I'm just like, wow, they never see that on TV. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you'd be a court drama, huh? Yeah. What kind of, okay, what special? Would you be a prosecutor or a defense attorney? Uh, defense attorney. Really? So yeah. you want to get people off? <laughs> <laughs> well, we figure I'll be an extra. I wouldn't be like a, a regular on the show, you know, like I think I'd be like in maybe episode 3, 5, 12. So in that case, why not just be part of the jury? I won't say much. Oh, so you want speaking line? Yeah. Oh, so you might want to be like the guy who's sitting next to the actual lawyer. Yeah. But not the one on trial. Like the guy, you always have like that second like assistant kind of guy that yeah. hands a shuffle, shuffle, shuffle papers right. you know, or writes down stuff you never actually see. Yeah. And they, they kind of lean over and whisper, but you never really hear what they say. Yeah. That'd be you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, sure. Why not? <laughs> would you wear like, I guess you, you know, kind of tie would you wear? Would it be a funny tie to make yourself stand out more or... Or just like well, first let's start with a regular tie, and then if I got a recurring role where I was like on uh, more, then I would wear it, you know, because I'll be on TV, like you know, sitting at home, like look, there I am. There's the tie, you know. Like, you want to be known as the tie guy? Yeah. Ah, okay. Should I could buy that? Like, someday it'd be a bow tie. Someday it'd be like a regular tie. <laughs> yeah, all right. Okay, like that quirky little side guy, like you know, that gets like his own fan page. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be a con signing on yeah. your ass. Just pictures of you and Ty signing ties. Here you go. That'd be $30. Here you go. That'd be $30. One picture, that's free because you got something to sign. Smile. <laughs> People send you ties through the mail. Dude, you got to put that. You know, be like, like fan mail kind of thing. Like, here's the salmon tie. Yeah. And, they'll, and then you wear an episode and some guy in Poughkeepsie you know, goes, that's the tie I said. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right, I can I can see that happening. Sure, <laughs> yeah. All right, whatever. <laughs> so is it time? Is that time, Ned? I think it's that time. It's time for nerd news. Nerd news. Nerd news. Let's all go to the nerd room. Nerd news. Nerd news. Now here's Ed with the news. Okay. Now these are articles that I depicted for the past week that I thought were interesting to share with you, the listeners. And chances are I've not heard any of these. Yes. What a geek am I. (laughs) First article of the day is, Whoa, scientists create real Trek-style phasers from sound waves. Dun-dun-dun. 
we have made bring a long way before we get to warp drive, but may have not made much longer for the Star Trek style phasers. Scientists at NTT Basic Research Laboratories in Japan have managed to build the world's first phaser, which essentially is a laser-like emission that works with sound instead of light. Love those Asians. So there you go. So we might have phasers? That's right. Phasers in the future. Uh, the, near future. Uh, near future. Wow. Yeah, I've got an app for that on my phone. I can make phasers <laughs> noises. Woo, 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 woo. <laughs> wow. So. Yeah, that'd be interesting. I wonder how much they cost. And then I wonder if they'd be like a, just all stun setting. They'd be like the, the, what do you call it, the taser of the future. Yeah. <laughs> you know? need less electricity. You need electricity hitting you. It's a phaser. It's a it, sound wave hitting you back. So you knock down the floor. Yeah. So that way you're stunned for a little bit. Works. Yeah, not bad. Can't Maybe you? safer for the uh, criminal. Just imagine all the YouTube videos. Oh, yeah. Hey, look at me. People phaser themselves. <laughs> Getting drunk at parties going, phase me, bro. Phase me. <laughs> Don't phase me, bro. Don't phase me, bro. <laughs> Next is, if one politician had his way, sci-fi is going to be a mandatory in school. For decades, uh, walking around with a paperback sci-fi in the back pocket of school and the quickest way to find to be permanently executed from the cool kid click. Delegate <laughs> Ray Canterbury, who represents Greenberry County in south, southern West Virginia, has introduced legislation last year that received no attention, but this is bringing back the bill, is requiring co-sponsors to prepare editorials that will help it receive the next edition. So basically, he's... Hopefully, you know, you know, like stand, uh, like uh, Shakespeare as mandatory reading in, in high school. Sure. Sci-fi classics are going to be on there. Did he give a list of like what kind of sci-fi classics? They were talking about Star Trek and Star Wars. So, well. like actual books, or actually like the films? The books. The books. Yes. All right. I mean, well, it's funny because like I have heard, I would love to take like people usually take like like movie curriculums yeah. where they watch films and they talk about the film and stuff like that. I had a few of those in college. Oh, right, really? Yeah. You know, art major. But there's, so every once in a while you'll come across a school or a teacher that would use like, for example, Superman as a genre or as like a class where you would learn the mechanics of Superman. Like in real world, applying real world science to Superman's abilities. Mm -hmm. Like how does, an, in order for him to have x-ray vision, you have to understand how vision works how x-rays work and how it, the two of them would have to be melded together and to form like what your eye would need to be able to do x-ray vision. Right. You know, how could a person, if you would fly, you have to worry about density of weight. So there's like all these real life mechanics on how to create that fictional world of that, you know, of right. Superman. So, I mean, why not? But I mean, it does kind of led towards, I got a 12 o'clock class on Spider-Man, right. you know, kind of thing. And, if it's in high school, you're definitely going to get nerds. <laughs> well, I think it was more to promote because they were talking about in the article that, like, how Star Trek, the technology of, of today is, you know, Star Trek in the 60s, the, and they the, were, you know... I, I would defy anybody to try to admit that Star Trek, specifically Star Trek, did not have an a impact on the stuff that we have today. Right. There, I mean, I, I you know, I would definitely go head-to-head -head with somebody because... A lot of the stuff that we have nowadays, you could actually go back to the original, the original Star Trek, and even if you think about it, even the next generation where they had all the touch screens mm -hmm. sliding up, you know, they, their data pads were always kind of look like iBooks. I mean, like iPads. Right. So I mean, yeah, I, I can see that. Sure. Like you know, a lot of people who are scientists today, 
say that Star Trek and Star Wars and science fiction got them to where they are today. Yeah. So yeah, sure, I can I can see that being a viable course and make me want to go back to college <laughs> <laughs> and actually complete it. <laughs> next on our list is uh, Van Dam hopes to be hopes Marvel will cast him in the next Avengers. John Claude Van Dam. John Claude Van Dam. <laughs> While he was promoting his uh, 2012 Expendables 2, he, he had an interview on Facebook. Um, Jean-Claude Van Damme. I can honestly see him as one Marvel character. What's that? Prince Namer. The, the Prince Namer was named. Really? He, yes. He says, though, his favorite character was the Silver Surfer. So he was. Silver Surfer's been done. Yeah. You know what? If you're going to do a completely different character, I can see him Submariner. Yes. I mean, because the, the the thinness of the body, blah, blah, blah. I mean, obviously, I would never want Jean-Claude Van Damme in, in a Marvel movie at all. I mean, not that I think there's anything wrong with him as an actor. I just don't think... Like, back when we were kids, mm-hmm. um, and they still had the magazine, Wizard Magazine. You yeah. know, it's, they do the, co- the Comic-Cons and stuff like that. They used to do a section in the magazine of, who would you cast? Right. And they would pick people from, like, at the time, stars to be in if they were going to do a Justice League movie. And this, we're talking, like, in the 80s and 90s, then they were talking about... Because back then, you didn't have comic book movies as well you do now. So, like, in, in the geek world, you would sit there and go, if you had to do a Dark Knight Returns movie, a mm-hmm. real live-action movie, who would you get to play a, an old Batman? Who would you get to play the girl? You know, like, back then, people were going Clint Eastwood. You know, right. because he had the gruffness, and you could buy him as like a vigilante because he of of the of the Dirty Harry movies. Okay. Or back when people were talking about like an X Men movie, people would want to see Arnold Schwarzenegger as Colossus and Sylvester Stallone as Wolverine. You know, now obviously because of it's more popular, you can find more people that want to do it. Okay. Well, he did say that one of the characters that could possibly he could fit is uh, Doc Savage. He was a character based in the seventies. Okay. And uh, they they feel though that uh, it might be irrelevant, so they don't know if it feel fitting in any of the Marvel universe at this point in time. Yeah, so. Doc Savage is kind of a, an obscure character, so they probably want to stick with their their main lineup, right? You know, or people that people kind of recognize, like I, you know, now that Iron Man's a household name, Thor, Captain America, right? They'll want to branch out to the they'll probably bring the Wasp in, you know, uh, Ant Man because right. they're doing that movie. Yes. You know, they're bringing in the Guardian of the Galaxies, which was kind of like, why them? But then, you know, it kind of plays to the audience. Like, who wouldn't want to see a gun-toting raccoon character? Right, right. So, all right. Next is, uh, why would Iron Man 3 has John uh, Josh Whedon worried, in a good way, about Avengers 2? Okay. And it talks about, basically, I'm not going to read it, but I'm just going to paraphrase it for you. And that is that at the end of, it's going to be a spoiler now, that at the end of Iron Man 3, there are going to be multiple Iron Man suits that are going to be very expansive and in terms of it's going to be a huge ending. Okay, hold on. Go ahead. I would say it's not really a spoiler because if anybody's seen the trailer online, saw an aspect of Iron Man and War Machine, something going on, and you see like an army of Iron Man appear, and he goes, there's my boys, and then they go and attack. So it's not like a real big spoiler because you saw them in the trailer. Well, okay, somebody so, didn't see the trailer yet. <laughs> unless somebody, unless they're talking about something else happening at the end. So basically, he's worried about the fact that that's going to be a grand ending for Iron Man 3. So he's going to worry about his ending for Avengers 2, but he has something which he's not stating. Of course not. 
but uh, it's going to be uh, as as grander than that. So it's going I, you to know what at this point it's kind of like you know what Joss is now. I'm glad he's a guy who started off with Buffy the Vampire Slayer. He he actually has an Oscar under his belt. A lot of people didn't know that he helped write Toy Story. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's a guy who's got like credit now, thanks to the Avengers. People are actually now he was once penned to write and direct Wonder Woman movie, yeah, back in the late 90s, right? You know, early to late 90s, and then that, that fell through because he because of Firefly and stuff like that. And now he's got this this major motion picture under his belt that was successful, you know. So, yeah, sure, why not? Okay. I, I trust him, yeah. Next on our list is uh, Snake Plinsky is back. Escape from New York is getting a reboot. Okay, you want to give that name again better? Snake. Snake. What did I say? Yeah, a little problem with the word snake. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) You'll hear it when you do the reply. Of course. (laughs) Snake Pliskin. It's not Pliskin. Call me Snake. (laughs) So it's been been years since they've been trying to reboot the the series. And, of course, the 1996 follow-up, Escape from L.A., was a big hit. They've been trying. It was a a big hit? Yes. Because I heard it was more of a – I enjoyed it, but it was more of a bomb. Well, it's just, it's more of a cult following now than okay. anything else. Right. But it's apparently they think it's a success based on that. Sure. I mean, they, they track shit like that more. Like, you could walk in and go, I didn't like the movie, but then it finds an audience in DVD and Blu-ray. So, they're of course, they're talking about who would play Snake as a type of thing. And apparently there's been a long list of people that have been interested. Really? Yes. And, you know, of course, it fades in and out as the thing. I mean, the first one was Breck Eisner from The Crazies. And or he was original. He was the director. I apologize, uh, but uh, he was the original director. Of course, they have a new director. They don't name in in the in the uh, article, but the uh, no one cares about the director. Give us the, the actors. The, the top runners is Jeremy Renner, Tom Jeremy Hardy. Renner. Yes. Okay. What? Did I... Yeah, you mumbled that name too. Okay. <laughs> no offense. I'm not being picky. I'm just like who? I'm trying oh, to read Haw- and, Hawkeye. And, yes. The guy who played Hawkeye. Tom Hardy and Gerard Butler are the other two that are top the uh, rumor mill. Okay, out of those three, yeah, Gerard Butler's probably got the closest chance. Okay, I mean, I mean, Jeremy Jeremy Rayner is you know Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. I can't see him pulling off. I mean, you're talking about Kurt Russell mm-hmm. with the eye patch and the definitely the the mix of Dirty Harry kind of with the voice. Call me Snake. You know who can pull that off? I think Gerard Butler's probably got the best chance of. Being close to the character, yeah. So, yeah. Like, but I said, you know, Kurt Russell still got the looks. He's still getting back for one more movie. Yeah, couldn't hurt. Or have like well, a, it's like, a reboot. So I mean, I don't know yeah, but there is no. I mean, a good reboot will have at least a certain nod to the original. So I think Kurt Russell could be in it yeah. in some aspect. Yeah, I mean, at least a cameo period. Sure, you know? he walks in, or you know, he's also got an eye patch, and he's in the old suit, and he kind of looks at him with the the other and the other good eye. <laughs> <laughs> Have fun, better you than me. <laughs> and we'll keep walking. Or it's like Snake Plissken Jr. <laughs> Next is uh, Terrence Howard on how Iron Man tested him and killed his career. Okay, well, hold on for a second. I'm going to go yeah. back to that other article. Okay, Escape from New York yeah. is a classic movie. Yeah. They rebooted. How are they going to do it? I mean, obviously, it would still be Escape from New York. But the Twin Towers was a an important part of the movie because he landed on top of that. Yeah. And then he was supposed to take off from that. So I kind of wonder how they would kind of work all that around. Like, would they find, like, another landmark to do that from? I or? imagine so. I mean, that doesn't say in the article. Doesn't yeah, I know. Specific in it, but... Just trying to think outside the box there, going, how would you pull it off? But, all right. Well, we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. See you in the movie. I love that series, so I'm, I'm there. 
So as I as I, I said before, I was going sorry. To <laughs> sorry, bad Sean. <laughs> Terrence Howard on how Iron Man tested him and killed his career. Basically, he uh, he said that uh, he loved doing the movie and he got paid four point five million to do the movie. And he was the highest paid actor in the movie. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. of course was going through problems and they weren't sure about using him. Right, because John they were Favreau is director. Yeah, they, they were. Let's face it, Iron Man was an iffy film. They weren't sure what the hell was going to happen with that because. You had Robert Downey Jr. in a major role, and he still had so so many problems. So he was a loose cannon. The only person in that cast would have been Terrence Howard because he just got off of uh, we call it the the, the Oscar winning movie, mm-hmm. Castle Flow. Castle Flow. So he had a huge buzz, and then the second one came, and apparently he got fired from the second one because of money issues. Well, be- well, yeah, that's the thing. Basically, they after the the course, they said now that Robert Downey Jr. became a big star based, yeah. you know, coming I mean, he, back. Coming back, he got paid fifty million dollars to do the Avengers. So he was expecting to be have eight million dollars for the next two films. So the eight million a piece for each two films. Eight million total. Okay, so he was also paid four million bucks. Right. So he was. He, so that's that's what he's his going rate was for him. But then the people at Marvel decided that the movie could th- didn't need him as a pivotal character in the film, so they they were offering him one million dollars to do the next two films. So yeah, but he got, if he got fired, this sounds more like a, they didn't fire me, I quit, right? Kind of thing. And Marvel's going, no, we fired him, right? Because of money issues. Yes. So like we're going to offer you a million bucks. He's like, but I got paid four million. I want that or more. And they went, no, we don't need you. See you later. And he was like, oh, I quit. Yeah, so now he's going back doing films. He's making $60,000 a picture. You know what? That, that's that's the problem with Hollywood. Hollywood's a fickle beast. Mm-hmm. You're on top one day and you're, you know, a couple bad roles. Because, I mean, look at um, Cuba Gooding Jr. There's a guy who was an Oscar winner for Jerry Maguire, and now you don't see him at all. And he's been in Snow Dogs at <laughs> Disney. So it's like, or that boat trip where he pretended he was a gay guy. Right. So it's like, come on, like, I think that once... Another example, too, is Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy was nominated for an Oscar for Dreamgirls. Mm-hmm. And he was almost a shoe-in to win, a shoe-in to, to win an Oscar. But then he came out with that, um, that basically, I want to say it's kind of like one of the Clump movies, except it wasn't. It was Norbit. Norbit. Yeah. He came out with Norbit, was the movie right after that. And it sucked so bad, everyone went, oh, well, we're not going to vote for him because he's still doing shit movies. Right. I think that when you get to a certain level, you have to become a smarter actor. Right. Yeah, like, I mean, people can bust on Ben Affleck all they want, but I think that his career, he summed it up once better. Like, he would do Armageddon, but then he would do, like, a smaller picture. Right. You know, like, he would do, and he said that's the way he kind of handled his career. He's like, I do these big action flicks, get paid a lot of money, and then I can do the projects I want to do for less money because I'm already getting my bills paid from that one. Right. So he was at least, at least smart about it, and mm-hmm. now he's an Oscar winner for, as a director of yes. all things. So, I mean, yeah, I, I could see him going, you know, bomb it. I mean, no one wants him because he's obscure now at this point. Right. And, but is that because of him or because of the choices that he's making as an actor? I mean, the, new, the newest movie he's out in... Um, I Dead forget, Man Down. Dead Man Down. He's one of the actors, but so is, you know, Will, uh, Will Ferrell. Not Will Ferrell. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. That is a completely different movie. <laughs> right. What's his face? Bullseye. Yeah. Um, what the hell is his name now? Why is it, why is it skipping? <laughs> it's it's escaping my mind, too. So oh, right now someone's problem. listening to the show going, it's this guy, bam, bam, bam. Oh, crap. It's going to bug me. Bug me. What? You know, it's starring them. Right. So he's the more draw than Terrence Howard. Yes. So, yeah. Hollywood. 
Go guy we it. can't remember is more of a draw than Darren Howard. Yeah. <laughs> so as you're thinking about it, I'll move on to the next article. And this one really kind of bothered me only because I'm tired of these. You're tired of this kind of article? Or yeah. is it this particular story? This particular movie. It's about a movie. So okay. it It's official. Here's starring and directing in Resident Evil 6. <laughs> Like, how many movies can they make of this? <laughs> See, now, okay, now, you, uh, this is where I think we're going to have our geek counter geek at this uh, moment. Definitely an argument. I love those movies. I love I them. enjoyed the first few, but after a while, it was just like, it's the same shtick. Yeah, I know, but uh, I'm perfectly happy with the same shtick. It's Mila Jovovich with Ali Larder now. Yeah. Michelle Rodriguez came back in the last one. Kicking ass and taking names. What's better than a bunch of beautiful women with guns killing things? But, all right, I, I, granted, it's not for everybody, but, eh. So, of course, Amelia Genovese <coughs> is going to be in the next, she's going to be Alice in the next one. Of course. And, of course, Paul W.S. Anderson is going to direct. It's her husband. So that's, the, they're definitely going to be re-back. And uh, I'm not going to go into any more of the article because, like I said, I'm tired of seeing these movies. <laughs> it's time to pick another video game to make a successful movie out of. Uh, you know, uh, well, again, this is where you and I differ because I'm like, hey, I, you know what? Those are movies that you know what to expect going in. So you can't walk out. You can either go, okay, it was either good or bad. You know, there's, right. there's never going to be a shock or a twist or, or anything like that. You know what it is going in. Like, I saw, we saw Die Hard, Live, live Free Die Hard, mm-hmm. which was good, but A Good Day to Die Hard wasn't so good. Right. Even though it's still John McClane, the story, I was like, eh. And they're doing another one of those. Right. He did yeah. say there was a sixth one, so maybe it'll, it'll be better or worse. But it, to me, I go, okay, well, I'm going to see the character. So as long as he's funny and he's kicking ass and taking names. But there were some moments with those stunts I'm going, that's just ridiculous. <laughs> like, really? Like, no way would that happen. And this might be an interest, and it's uh, Jurassic Park 4 is finally stomping forward with a new director. New director? Yes. So Spielberg's not doing it? No. Well, he hasn't done... I don't think he did the third or second one. It's going to be Colin Tavaro. Colin Farrell is the actor. Yes. <laughs> All right. So we got, we got him. Okay, good. But Colin Tavaro from Safety Not Guaranteed Director is going to be the new director for Jurassic Park, Park 4. Jurassic, Jurassic, Jurassic Park? Jurassic Park, Park. Jurassic Park 4. So, yay. Well, you know, it, it's good because it's on the heels of next month in April. It's hitting theaters in 3D and IMAX, which I'll be there. It's right. Jurassic Park. I you, love that movie. You, you can't you can't I, not see it. Even the trailer, when I see those dinosaurs, that big wide shot of them, the brontosaurus is walking out of the, the lake and all those other dinosaurs, I still get, I'm talking about it and I get goosebumps. It some just hits some primal childhood all in me. It goes, it's dinosaurs. Yeah, yeah. You can't, you cannot not miss that movie. That's a movie to watch. Yes. So, all right. Next on our list is Arrow guest star turns series regular. Is Ollie getting a new sidekick? The gentleman that played Roy Harper in the last one of the last episodes of uh, Arrow. Oh, I saw that one coming. Go ahead. Okay. He's going to take on the role permanently, and uh, they're they're. Of course, they're not going to say if he's going to be Speedy or not, the sidekick. Well, technically... He's going to be Arsenal. Arsenal is right. the name of Roy's of Roy's character. But so, Roy, Speedy... Speedy was also a sidekick. Right. And that's his sister's sure. nickname. Yeah. And in the comic books, I think, if memory serves me right, Speedy also had a drug problem. Yeah. And wound up ODing. I mean, I don't think it's going to... I don't think they're going to go this way right. in the show, so I don't mind talking about it. I think Speedy OD'd. 
yeah. in, in the comic. And Roy Arsenal um, at some point got his arm ripped off mm. and has now like a kind of a cybernetic arm. Okay. So, but that was back in the old ones. I think now with the new 52, I think he's back to being human. But they kind of took Speedy and him and kind of combined it where he is an ex-drug addict kind of like with Red Hood and fire, a Starfire. Okay. You know, and I'd buy it just so read, look at her. You know, it's actually a good, good book. Okay. I, but yeah, okay, yeah, as soon as I saw the guy's name, I was like, it's Roy. I'm like, oh, it's Arsenal. Yeah. You know. Well, that's good. So hey. they're finally going to get a sidekick, and hopefully they're going to push more super hill, super heroes and super villains in the hey. show. And... Work for Smallville. Yeah. So why not? What's next on the list the Next there? list is Dwayne Johnson making a big push to be an Abrams Star Wars episode I re- 7. I read this one. I, I was dying. I'm like, yeah, do it. <laughs> hey, hit the hit the folks at home with the news article, Ed. Apparently, Dwayne Johnson is a huge fan of Star Wars and GI Joe growing up, and those child flicks continue to inform him in acting choices. He'll make the big screen GI GI Joe debut in the upcoming Retaliation. That's right. I didn't read this ahead, folks, so you got to bear with me. I have time today. <laughs> <laughs> and didn't have his nap before the show, apparently. That's right. <laughs> Tells an new Australian news outlet that he has sights on Star Wars. J.G. James, I'll be expecting a call from you soon, he said, for episode seven. Okay, so now the article that I read, because it was, it, was, it was on multiple you know, news articles mm-hmm. from different, different sources, he said that when he was a kid, he played with two, act, two types of action figures, yeah, G.I. Joe, Joe and, and Star, Star Wars. Wars. And he even mentioned that as a kid, he used to steal yeah. the figures. And it was like, he obviously wasn't advocating it, but he was like, I, I play with, um, with G.I. Joe, I'm in a G.I. Joe movie, I play with Star Wars, J.J. Abrams, give me a call. Right. If you smell what the Jedi's cooking, <laughs> come on. I would love to see him in a, in a Star like Having him wield a lightsaber would be kind of badass. Right. That's yeah. the way I look at it. I mean, at this point, it's J.J. Abrams. He'll do what's right, but it's not like he's the Dwayne Johnson isn't a nobody. Mm-hmm. He's established himself as a pretty decent actor. He can do comedy. He can do action. He can do almost anything. I mean, I just saw him in that Snitch movie, and that was more drama than anything else, and he was really damn good in that. Okay. So I'm like, give it to him. Put him in a robe. I would love to see him going, laying the smack down with a lightsaber. Now, in the article, they did mention the fact that he, like, a possible character that he could play is Boba Fett. Of course, Boba Fett's dead, so I don't know how they're going to do that. No, well, see, technically, in the books, they brought Boba Fett back. Oh, okay, so there see, you go. Yeah, like, that's the thing is, like, there's so much peripheral stuff that people don't realize that they made. They have books that are well past the Han, Leia, and Luke stuff mm-hmm. that they actually brought Boba Fett back in a series of books where he, he, he wasn't in the Scarlet... You were led to believe that he once he fell into the Sarlacc pit, he was dead. Digested for he was digested for a thousand years. years. But, and because you don't know what happens after, because you see the, the skiff blow up, you figure everyone's dead. He's still in the he's still in the pit. He actually gets himself out. Okay. So the the armor is beaten and bruised, but he's still okay, and he kind of goes on from there. Okay. But I mean, I, I, I don't you know I mean I maybe if it was Boba Fett Central like a Boba Fett movie. Mm-hmm. Maybe, but I'd rather see him. Don't hide behind the mask. That's my thing. Do a Jedi. Yeah, do a Jedi or like a council member. Like, give him a cameo or something. Yeah. I mean, he's not asking for a lead role. He right. just wants just wants to be in the movie. I mean, remember when we saw um, Star Trek Six: The Undiscovered Country? Mm-hmm. Christian Slater's in it. Yeah. 
He's in it for like 30 seconds, you know, just to wake up Captain Zulu. Right. And I'm like, what the hell is he doing there? You know, fan of the movie, fan of Star Trek. I just want to be in it as a walk-on. Yeah. Boom. You know, in Ted, Ryan and Ryan Reynolds being the character. Didn't say a word, but it's Ryan Reynolds. You know it's him. Yeah. You know, so why not? Make him a council member or make him a, you know, give him like a side Jedi just see, I would just love to see him running through wielding a lightsaber with like the Brahma bull pound pommel on it or something, you know? <laughs> <laughs> see him drop an elbow on a Sith Lord <laughs> doing the whole arm thing. Of course, you can't see it at home, but I'm doing the wave of the arm and then boom with the elbow. <laughs> Completely different show, folks. <laughs> I, swear, I'm I swear, I'm just, uh, this is a uh, Geekster exclusive, folks. I'm thinking about bringing in a webcam and and the video recording the show. There you go. So you guys get to see the antics that happen here, which is a lot of nothing. Me waving hands around like I'm, you know, blah, blah, blah. Now picture see, me doing... go, She saw him go crazy for 20 minutes. Yeah. Me <laughs> hand up the camera. Wonka, wonka. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, what else you got there? And finally. Finally. Finally, yes. Marvel spending $10 million on live traveling arena extravaganza. Coming soon to a city near you, Marvel Comics Live. Field Entertainment, which God, is... I hope this is not on ice. <laughs> <laughs> Let me read. <laughs> Are you sure you want to do that? You're reading ability tonight. Woo! Yes. <laughs> Field Entertainment, which is responsible for rolling Ringling Brothers and Disney on Ice... Christ. ...has partnered with Marvel to take on a superhero show on the road. According to Marvel's chief ex- creative officer... It has been planned for some time now, but the concern is always about getting it right. So they don't they only go into what the thing because they talk about like, you know, the questions probably come from the trials and the tribulations of Broadway show Spider Man Turn Off the Dark and um, that's basically it. But uh, so we don't know what we're gonna expect. I don't think it's gonna be on ice. I hope it's not on ice because I'm not going to an ice show to see Marvel characters. Yeah, but I'm gonna say, did you go see Spider Man Turn Off the Dark? No, I have it on D V D now. That's right. So if it's on DVD, okay. Well, the Spider-Man: Turn of the Dark, I don't think as is, I don't think Disney even was had a hand in that because it's, it's still a Sony project. It's still a Sony property. Yeah. So <clears throat> that's before Sony Sony or uh, Marvel was purchased. I think. I think so. I mean, because that's the whole thing with Sony had the rights to Spider-Man, and as long as they keep making Spider-Man movies, Sony will always have the rights. Yeah. If they decide not to make the movie, it goes back to Marvel, which is which is now part of Disney. Yeah. You know, so it would go back to Disney. But if that's probably for film, so they probably never mentioned, you know, Marvel on Ice. Yeah. Let's face it, it's going to be an ice show. It's either going to be an ice show or a circus delay kind of thing where it, it'll be not, it won't be Spider-Man because they already have the show and it might have a bad taste in their mouth. But if it's like a Marvel Universe kind of thing, mm-hmm. it'll be a mixture of everything. It'll be a mixture of ice, some aerial stuff, some poof, magic shows and, you know. Would you go see it if it was on ice? I don't know. No, I I, just, I I don't even remember the last on ice show I saw. I mean, I know Disney always has something every year on ice, yeah. and I, you know what? I'm not a I'm not a seven year old boy. Yeah, I think the last time I actually went to an on ice something, I don't even think I hit puberty yet. I think once I discovered girl, I was like, uh, what? I can talk <laughs> to girls and not go to this show? I'm gonna talk to girls, you know, <laughs> kind of thing. I just so if there was was there would it be ever a show on ice? Would you go see it if there was something? Genre, say like Star Wars on ice or Star you're, Trek on ice. You're shifting for a road trip. I you call it a class trip for <laughs> Geekster's class trip, aren't you? No, I'm just seeing how far you would go. 
<laughs> it would really depend on what, like, I don't know. Because, I mean, number one, I'm not a big crowd fan. Yeah. And then it's going to be a crowd of kids. Yeah. And I like kids, but there's something when you get a whole bunch of kids in group, they become the most annoying kids in the world. You, Everyone hates everyone else's kids. Like, mm-hmm. I have no kids. I have a nephew. I think he's perfect. But I'm sure some other person looking at my nephew is going, he's a little pain in the ass. <laughs> <You know? laughs> he's so, a great kid. He's a, yeah. But I just kind of think that, I, I don't know. I mean, you know what? Okay, I'm going to amend that. I would go if I was taking Logan, who is my nephew, okay. Logan Xavier. If he wanted to go, I would take him because to see his reactions to the show, that's where my enjoyment level would be, to see it through his reactions. That's And that's why I do like a lot of the stuff that I do with my nephew is not because I want to do it, it's because I want to see him experience it. Right. So, yeah, I would go to a Marvel on Ice thing and take my nephew. I wouldn't go by myself, or you and I wouldn't go as a, you know... A Geekster road trip? Yeah, a Geekster's road trip, where the next day we come back, or when it's done, we talk to a show about Marvel on Ice. But I would say, hey, Ed, I'm taking Logan to go see it. We're going to go see it. Do you want to come along? So it'd be kind of like a pseudo-Geekster's trip. Yeah, that's true. But I wouldn't definitely be like, come on, Ed, let's go, just you and me. You know? <laughs> two adults and a kid show. Yeah, two adults and a kid show, all the way up in the nose, please. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting there, popcorn, just going, yeah, you skate. Yeah, you skate. Ooh, shoot that web, Spidey. Shoot that web. Here comes Black Widow. Black Cat, go get him. No, I just couldn't. Couldn't see myself as a grown adult going, let's go see it. If it was like a stunt spectacular show, like um, like they have a Batman musical kind of thing going on. It's more of a stunt show. Like, I'd probably go see that. Or well, that would be in a theme park, though. Like, something like you would still enjoy. No, like, no, the, no. They no? actually, it was, it was um, I posted it on Facebook, I think, when Geeksters first started, when we first started. It was a stage show of, like, a Batman episode. It was kind of like, it was like a comedy thing. Uh-huh. But it also had stunts, and it had actors and some songs in it. It looked like it was, I forget exactly the name of it, but it was, it was a Batman-oriented stuff. It had, like, Harley, Joker, Riddler, Penguin. It was, like, this vast thing, and it, but it was only in certain theaters, only in certain cities. Okay. It never came to our city, because right. it came to our city. I'm like, we're there. I don't care. I mean, I'm a grown man sitting there going, yeah, because it, it, it was more like a stunt show. Right. So something like that or something along the Circus de side kind of stuff, maybe. Okay. But uh, if it's on ice, no. No. I, that's definitely... Anything on ice is a kid-oriented stuff. And don't get me wrong, they'll make gazillions of dollars off of it right. because kids love that stuff. Yeah. And parents are suckered into taking their kids. Right. But I definitely would go to that specifically with the idea of taking my nephew. Okay. You know, yeah, he's three, but by the time this actually he might be five. Right. You know, yes, he's more, It's he's named after two X-Men characters, but he loves Batman. Like, you know, <laughs> you know, he's a kid. What do you want? Yeah. You know? So it's kind of like, even though I'm going, here's Spider-Man. He's cool, right? Batman. <sighs> At least it's Batman. Yeah. Like, all right, you can say Joker, Batman. Uh, that's fine. It's almost if, if he starts going Superman, I'm going to smack my sister. <laughs> what are you teaching this kid? <laughs> so, all right, well. So that's nerd news. Nerd news. Well, there is actually one more news article that I, that you didn't go on a list that was kind of big news this week. Okay. Um, but I don't know if you were aware of it or you, since it's articles that you're interested in. Yeah. Not sure if you're yet you were interested in this one or not. The Veronica Mars Kickstarter program. No, I, I you know I did read that on Facebook. 
and I just didn't think it was. You kind of glanced over right, it, yeah? Did you watch the show? Uh, I mean, my wife did. I have it on DVD actually. You should watch it. You have all four seasons. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna have to borrow season four because that's the one I missed. Okay. Apparently, what was going on is Kristen Bell and Rob Thomas. I think that's the guy who created the show, not the singer. Right. There's another Rob Thomas. Thomas yeah. They started a Kickstarter program to bring a Veronica Mars movie to the screen. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. And that was kind of like the big deal because a lot of people have been talking about it for ages. And here's the here's the thing is apparently it's been going, they've been trying to do it in the works for like the past like 15 years to try to figure out. It's been kind of like quietly been talked about. All right. And Warner Brothers, they went to Warner Brothers and Warner Brothers said, you know what, if you can get the production value, which was going to be like $2 million, we'll, 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 make a, we'll, make, we'll do a Veronica Mars movie. Okay. So they decided to do a Kickstarter program. In four hours after it went up, already made a million dollars. Wow. Then after that, within the first 24 hours, it made $2.7 million. Wow. That's how, I mean, that's first, it, the first four hours, hitting a million dollars, it was the first time ever in Kickstarter's history that a project has reached that million dollar mark so quickly. Mm-hmm. Then it broke records according to you know the Kickstarter records of it since it made its production value of and more right. in the first twenty four hours. Warner Brothers now has decided to greenlight a Veronica Mars movie. Oh, okay. You know, based on the, the the what do you call it? The money that was earned. Of course, that money will be put into the production of the film. But now at this point, like you made two point seven million. I mean, I know that's not a lot of money, right? As far as what we think of scope and wise, but it's. A show that hasn't been around in, what, like a decade, maybe? Probably. Close you know? to. And that the fan base has always been there. But it never hit the ratings, which was the reason why there was never a season five. Because season four, from what I remember, just kind of ended, and it never came back. Yeah. So they never got, like, a season finale or a series finale. It was just, like, your standard, normal season finale kind of episode. And then during the course of that summer, like, that break, it was decided they weren't going to re-up for another season. Okay. So that's kind of like, but it's it's a huge underground like, well, not really underground, but like, I was a fan of the show. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, I'll be honest, I didn't watch it when I was when I was on TV. I became a fan of it watching the series on DVD. Okay. You know, good show. Made me fall in love with Kristen Bell. Right. I mean, yeah. I know she's a, like, in my whole list of actresses that I swoon over and normal girls that I swoon over. <laughs> you know, I, I do think that kind of, she's one of the kind of slides under the radar for most people. Yeah. I think she's adorable. I think she's funny. Yeah. I think she's great. Everything I've seen her and I, I like and enjoy, she can do drama, comedy, action, you know, and to see her get something like this done, I'm like, I'm there. I'm going to go to the movie to see Veronica Mars movie. Okay. Because I really enjoyed that show and it's, if her name's in the title, I'm more inclined to say it. Right, right. So, well, I mean, if anybody who doesn't know who Veronica Mars is, I consider it a modern Nancy Drew. That's how I looked at it too. You know, it's, she's a, she's a, like kind of like a crime novel. She's this high school student that yeah, situations the, in the high school or in this town happens, and she investigates what's going she on. She did, I think, for season three, finally make it to college. You know, okay. because she, like, like it was kind of like high school college. She was just starting to go into college, and I think the fourth season was her year. Like she was definitely in college when stuff was going on, and her dad was like the sheriff of the town. Right. So, yeah, it definitely had a Nancy Drew feel to it. Right. A little sharper, smarter, well, and funnier. Yeah, I mean, it's more modern age. And right? it also had a really cool following, too, because I don't know if you noticed, since you didn't say you didn't really watch the show. Kevin Smith made an appearance on the show. Oh, really? Joss Whedon made an appearance on the show. Okay. So it was like you had, like, and Charisma Carpenter was on the show for a while. Wow. She was, the like, a stepmom of one of the kids. 
So there was like a like you had pretty decent star power as far as guest guest appearances. Right. Harry Hamlin was on it. No way. Yeah, he was on it. Oh, you know what? I did see those episodes. And his wife, Rena, whatever her name was, she was also on it too. Yeah. I think they played like a couple. So it was like a really smart show and it was entertaining. I really enjoyed it. And I like as I'm watching on DVD, I knew the show was canceled. I was like, oh man, I feel like I felt kind of guilty because I was like, I like the show. Maybe I should have given it a chance on television. Yeah. You know, and not saying that I'm like, oh, we got that Sean guy, you know. He he's watching the show. We got to keep it on. But <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't want to be that one guy going. Well, let's see, he's watching. But I guess we'll have to cater to his needs. <laughs> Forget production value and cost. And that's Sean guy. We want to entertain him. <laughs> well, I did see other uh, Kickstarter uh, articles, and that's what kind of made me glance over it. Only because they were talking about doing a fly, Firefly television show with a Kickstarter. Right, that Joss that is, is thinking about that too, which he, actually I heard he was thinking about doing another movie. Okay. So, but now knowing for Firefly fans how Serenity ended, it would it be a flashback or a continuation? Because what made that show good was the cast, and at the end of that movie, eh, you know, not many people were. You, you definitely knew there were certain characters that might not return. Right. <laughs> so it maybe it'll just be like a like a prequel or how they all got together. We kind of know how they all got together through the course of the show. Right. But maybe like another adventure, which I thought would be nice and cool. And I don't know if you noticed or not, since, since we are talking Firefly, segued into it, um, the Philadelphia Comic-Con. Yeah. They added a couple more Firefly people. Did they? Yeah. Well, I told you, big one's Nathan Fillion. Right. He's going to be there. Yeah. I mean, if he shows up, you know, it might cancel by, by the time June comes around. Yeah. I'm hoping not because I'd like to actually, he's actually one person I actually would like to meet. Right. But Adam Baldwin's going to be there. Okay. Uh, I think. I didn't know he was back. Yeah, he was back. The girl who played the mechanic, they just signed her. Augie? No. I always forget her name. You have, well, Summerglow was going to be there. Okay. You had, then you had the girl, you had the girl who was the prostitute. Names are escaping me. It's been so long, so. Okay, well, she also was the head alien in V. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if she's going to be there, but uh, but then the, then on the show, there was kind of like the mechanic who kept the ship running. Yeah. It was a girl. Yeah. They just... I, I, I mean, I, I, I can see that what you're talking about. I know who you're talking about. I just can't think of who that person is. Right. That's perfectly. In well, terms she, of names. Well, she's going to be there at the okay. show. So it, it almost, it's almost turning into like almost like a Firefly reunion right. in a way. And I'm like... It might be something to jump on if you're a Firefly fan, you know, make your way to Philly because I don't know if these people are going to get back together again. Right. So, I mean, you know, the show is, you know, May 30th and 30, May 30th to June 2nd. Okay. And, you know, June 1st, obviously, is the Saturday. So that's probably when they're mostly going to be there that Saturday and Sunday. But definitely, I mean, if you're a Firefly fan, you might want to start thinking about coming out to Philadelphia. right. To kind of... End of May, early June. Yeah. And I also talked too, but I'm not really sure... My, I think my favorite cosplayer, I'm, Ivy Doom Kitty, I think is going to be there. Really? Yep. All right. You can go, you know, go say, hi, Ivy. Maybe bring her a plate of wings. <laughs> you wouldn't know that because you're not yeah, a fan. Man, right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I'm like, so I'm just kind of deciding, debating whether or not I should go all weekend like I did last year. But I went for, because of Stan. And he's going to be there, obviously. Right. Um, but I don't know if I should go all weekend or just go to Saturday. I actually really enjoyed the whole weekend because I can kind of come and go as I pleased. Right. Got to like, and like by the end, when it came time for shopping, I knew exactly what I wanted. It was right there. Yeah, right. 
Yeah, like this year, my big thing I'm looking for, like last year, I got the Mystery Science Theater 3000 set. Yes. You know, of course, in chronological order, order. which is always great. Yes. Instead of these little packages because of rights and stuff. I, you know, let's face it, they're bootlegged. <laughs> Good bootlegs. <laughs> but um, there is a statue of Black Cat, the Bowens Black Cat statue, uh-huh. that I always loved. And it was always at the comic book store. And then... One day it wasn't there, and that was the day I really went, I should have bought it. Yeah. So now, I mean, of course, I Google it every once in a while to see like if I can get it on eBay, because it's not really a, a statue that's been around for a while. Right. But it's a really, I'm really particular about statues. they got to look a certain way and, right. and have that, like a pose that is not believable, but something iconic. Right. And this black cat was perfect. And I think it was like in the $250 range. But it was, it was a, you know, probably 10, 11 inches tall. Okay. It looked good, so I'm thinking since they have those guys there who sell the statues, I'm hoping that maybe I can get one from there. Okay. Yeah, that's going to be my my search, search my search for the show. I think every nerd has a search for something <clears throat> at the Comic Con. Yeah, like their holy grail. Yes. Yeah. What would be What would be yours? I don't think in the particular this year. I always look for every con I go to is those bootleg movies that you can't get on DVD commercially of old shows or old uh, movies that I watched when I was a child just to really kind of relieve my childhood. I mean, there was like, I remember the Spider-Man is amazing friends. I picked that up right. last year and I was like, probably made the most exciting thing to pick up out of everything. One of the, one of the things I, that I, I lost some of my collection of the X-Men comics, that's, that's going to be kind of like the, the searching for old issues going, going back and rereading the, the classic from that, right. from the from the uncanny X Men era. But I mean, as time goes on, as it gets closer to the con, I'll probably find something like, you know what? That's what I'm looking for this year. Uh, okay. you know, kind of thing. To me, it's too too early yet to think. But one day, I'll, I'll sit there and be like, you know, when I was a kid, or you know what? I, I saw this in a in a, on an ad and online somewhere, and I really want to get it. You know, so that's what I'll think. But right now, I don't have anything in particular to to find. Yeah, I mean, well, usually the cons for me have always been just kind of like to see the famous people. But now I've kind of gotten to that, that mode where some of the people that have showed up have been there before. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of, my mental, you know, bucket list of famous people go, yep, got them, got them, got them, need them, got them, got them, need them, got right. them. You know, like last year at the Philly, the, the con, they had all the Star Trek captains in one room. Room, right. First time ever. Yes. I, I feel a little guilty that I didn't jump on it. Like there's like, in retrospect... It was a momentous occasion, something right. that probably very rarely happen again. Yeah. You know, especially with everyone's careers. And, and, you know, I mean, you had Patrick Stewart, you know, Shatner, Scott Bakula. I mean, you had them all. Right. You know, and the only autograph I got was Bill Shatner. You know, I, I call him Bill because we're close. <laughs> we're close. Excuse me, Mr. Shatner. Can you sign this? <laughs> Why, yes, I can. Who should I make it out to? Make it out to Sean. <laughs> so, you know, I, that was the big one. You know, that was kind of got out of all of them. That's the one I got because, you know, you didn't know. I mean, and I also kind of feel like maybe I should have gotten Patrick Stewart, Scott Bakula, mom, my mom liked Quantum Leap. So there was kind of like a, oh, I should have, you yeah. know. But I know her. She was like, hey, if it was a long line, don't bother. Right. You got to see him, and that was the most important thing. Like, right. you know, how do you look, kind of thing. Um, so, like, I mean, I did see them all on the panel. Yeah, so and that, that was that was to me the the big thing was yeah. to see them all together. And right, I was that, like, wow, that, was that really little awesome. Star Trek, like, oh, there they all are. Oh, Magneto, Shatner, Quantum Leap. Oh. You know, like, <laughs> like you felt like, wow, there they were. 
And Magneto? Now, not Magneto, the Professor X. <laughs> wow. All right, there's my flub for the show. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, but lately I've been kind of more in the... I know I can't really find out, like, I'm never going to get, like, a Spider-Man. Amazing Spider-Man. Amazing Fantasy number 15. Yeah. Or an Action Comics number one. That, those are way out of... Even out of our price range. Yeah. I mean, I'll be lucky if I see one physically in front of me. Right. Just to go, wow, that that's it, you know? Yeah. But, I mean, some... I don't... It's funny. I don't really go back to collect old comic books. I either have them or I don't. Right. Yeah, you know, I've kind of gotten to a point where I just kind of, like, let well, it for go. Me, it'll be, for me, it'll be, like, the issues that are not as popular. I'll pick those up. And then, like, the ones that, you know, had significance in the storyline... I always got to pick up the graphic novel for it, like the Days of Future Past, right. the Dark Phoenix Saga. Those I have in graphic novel form, and to me that's good enough because I'll never. Right. They'll be. I mean, I was looking at Days of Future Past, and I mean the original comics going for three hundred bucks. And I'll probably, and that's probably if, it, if you're looking at the price like today, today right? It's probably three hundred dollars because the movie, right? That someone. And I actually going. think it will go up because that's actually before Days of Future Past was even considered as a script idea okay. for the next X-Men movie. So, I mean, it's probably now probably in the 500, 500. $600 range yeah. now at this point. And probably the closer you get to the movie, it's going to be like in the 1000 range. Probably, yeah. And then as soon as the movie's over, it's just going to drop right back down. Yeah, so so kind of more in the lines of like looking for something specific. Like The, the statue is one of those pieces that I kind of go, uh, I should have had the opportunity. I, did, I missed my opportunity. Right. Hopefully the Comic-Con will be able to help me redeem that mistake. Yes. Like, it's almost like, you know, Doc Brown coming and going, Sean, we don't have time. <laughs> Hop into the time machine. Let's go. <laughs> you know. Of course, there's also the oddities, though, that you, you wouldn't normally think to pick up. And then you see something that attracts you so much. or like, you know what? I need to be that a part of my collection. You well, know? you saw me do that last year at the show when I got the Snow White, you know, yes. the Selena. It was, we were going by the Xenoscope booth. And they do the Grim Fairy Tales, the Arabian Nights comic. And they just got. They also did a Kickstarter program to get an animated show going. Okay. And they have some like really good storylines, and the art is beautiful. Yeah, it's phenomenal. And and they were selling um, the Selena statue, which is kind of like their version of Snow White. Right. And I was like, wow, that looks great. And that was the first statue I ever bought. Yeah. And that that, kinda, that starts you down the road. That the started me down side. my whole, my whole addiction going, I need another one. Because that same, because as soon as we walked back in. Yeah, because you, you bought it and put it back in your car. I, yeah, I walked away put it back in the car. And as soon as I came in, they had the Cinderella one, not the Alice in Wonderland one. Yes. And I was like, oh, I got to get that one too. Because like, <laughs> it looked just as good. And it was kind of like cheeky, like pinup girl, because her skirt was kind of blowing up. It's a real sexy piece. Yeah. But it, you know, but it was done tastefully. Right. And that to me is like, you know, like part of the thing. But now like looking at my, my collection, which is now inside of a year is amassed to a stupid proportion. <laughs> I, I kind of look and I go like right now, I think my favorite piece is the Arkham City Harley. Okay. You know, it's, yeah, it's, it's a tune tone color, but the, her, she looks great. And oddly enough, the Black Widow that I picked up, I picked up this Black Widow statue because I always kind of liked how she how she looked because she's kind of standing in a position she's got a gun pointed i think i posted the photo before mm-hmm. i actually really have to sit down and actually take like individual photos of the ones i have to yeah. kind of do a collage of the statues that i have but that actually wound up being like one of my favorite pieces because it looked really good you know oddly enough I'm like because i'm not really a black widow fan right but i like that statue and i have a 
a Wonder Woman bust, mm-hmm. and I'm not really a bust fan. Yeah, I'm not a bust fan either. Because you know, you want to see the character, but it's the only char- it's the only statue I've seen of Wonder Woman that I actually really like because it looked good. You know, right. she looked good in it, and like <clears throat> there's one Wonder Woman where she's like she's got the pants, and I hate the pants. I know people, I I know it, sometimes it doesn't matter, right. but I'm a classic Wonder Woman style yeah. guy, so if it doesn't have the shorts, I'm not really that interested in it. Mm-hmm. And then she's got to look good. In the outfit. Right. And she doesn't look good. And I know it sounds crazy, but you, when you're collecting something like that, you want it to be specifically, you know if it's right or not. Right. It's your so, collection. It's your taste. It's your, right. your, yeah. your feeling for this. Right. And I, I like that. And I even got like a Batgirl bus because I like the black outfit that, she, that she's, she's in. And again, not, I'm not really a Batgirl fan, but it looked good. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's kind of like hey, you saw the Spider-Man one that I picked up, the yeah. Boone Spider-Man. And that's a great piece, and I, I love. I that's a character I grew up on. It's not even in like my top six favorite statues. Wow, which is kind of weird because I'm going wow. Like even the Alice in Wonderland. Every time I look at it next to everything else, I'm going yeah, maybe I could take that and pack pack that one up, maybe or sell it on eBay. But I'm going no, no. Then the time's right. It'll either be look good or it'll be gone. Right. So yeah, that's you know that's what I'm gonna probably be scoping out for this this year. Okay. You know, I'm sure later as 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 we get closer to the con, we will do a kind of Comic Con perspective of what we're looking forward to in terms of stars because we we'll, you know we'll start looking up eyeing up who we're gonna get autographs for and yeah. items that we're going to be looking to collect. So we'll mention that in a future episode. Yeah, I think you know we'll probably do kind of like like maybe starting in April. You know, or like middle of April up until the week of the show, we'll probably be talking more and more about the Comic-Con, getting that taste and that buzz. Right. And for people who listen to the show that might be from out of town, to give them an opportunity to know what to expect if they want to come in. Yes. Like, you know, because like I'm dying to go to New York Comic-Con, but I really don't know what to expect when I get up there. Right. So it's kind of like, and that's the following month. It's actually the end of June this year. It is? I saw something that was like in June. It was like a Comic-Con experience. No, no, this was a, a cruise. Oh, yeah. No. Kind of thing. I'm like, no, no, I think it comes in later in the year. There is in October. And unfortunately, though, this year, the tickets are always sold out for every viewer conference. Really? Yes. Wow. I've seen an article on that. And I kind of, because I know you were buying a go, and I was like thinking maybe we should go with this year to yeah. get our Geekster name in New York. But uh, unfortunately, this year, it's not going to happen. It might. You never know. Things might change. We might, you know, who knows, Ed? Maybe someone out there will go, I think they should go. There you go. You know, I can pull a string or two, have these guys walk in press badges. Yeah. You know? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We'll get those little... We'll get those little, what do you call it, gangster hats, and we'll have like a little press card. Yeah. Yeah, see? What do you think of the world today? (laughs) We're the press. (laughs) Let us through. What do you think of Batman now? Ah, how do you think about the Death Robin? (laughs) News, breaking news. Wonder Woman's in pants. What's up with that? <laughs> Flash, this just in. Flash. <laughs> yeah, see? <laughs> Smile for the camera. She got nice cams. <laughs> So, yeah, we'll, we'll do shows up, you know, and we'll talk about the... I mean, even though we might not be looking at New York, we'll still talk about it, obviously. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's funny for, like, in terms of talk, geek culture and subculture, it's not really until... It's funny, we seem to have, like, a, a shelf life as far as when we can 
when the pride geek stuff starts happening. Yeah. Which is like the, obviously the Philadelphia con, the New York con, the San Diego comic con. Right. Yeah. Like those are like the, but then you have the summer movies. So you and I are going to be busy. Yes. You know, doing midnight movies and coming back, you know, next day doing a show or something. Right. You know, just to, and the first one I think out of the gates, Iron Man. You know, that's yeah. two months. Yeah. Two so, months. you know, look forward to Geekster's review on Iron Man 3. Spoiler free, of course, because we don't believe. Right. I'll do spoilers like a month later. Like, right. Yeah. We'll definitely talk about the spoilers after we think everybody saw it. Yeah. Or I mean, enough yeah. time has gone by that we can finally you, talk about it. Usually when it starts getting close to a DVD release. Yeah. Like when it comes on DVD, we'll talk more about the movie because we kind of figure everyone has seen it at this point. Yes. Like we did with Batman uh, Dark Knight Rises. Yes. Yeah, Dark Knight Rises. You know, so. <sighs> I still get chills when I say that name. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so look forward to it. Should be an interesting spring, summer. So, yeah. tune in, Geeksers. Yeah. Before we wrap it up, oh, before we wrap it up, I do want to pose something to the viewers. As always, and this is we always consider as a community show in terms of we like your input. You know, so if there's any like TV shows, movies, books, comics. Any kind of geek genre you'd like us to talk about, review, let us know, and we'll definitely get on the show. Yeah, definitely. I mean, at this point, sure, why not? I got, I got nothing. I mean, I got nothing. No, <laughs> I come in, I stare at a mic, and go, I gotta start talking. No, no. I, I mean, yeah, we're more like if you want to know what we think about like Vampirella, we haven't really talked much about comic books as far as what's going on in comics. Yes. Maybe some history. Maybe somebody who doesn't know who Damien was. Like when Dave was here, he knew that. But Damien was Batman's kid, but he didn't think how popular he was. Right. You know, and it was like, I, you know what? Here, I'll give you a little history on Damien, you know. Right. And, you know, I'm just reading I'm now on issue eight, the episode that he dies. Okay. So I haven't gotten that far yet. I'm like, the storyline is actually really good. <clears throat> you know, knowing the next issue, he dies, you don't see it coming. Um. I mean, I'm literally like going... How did the hell they pull this off? Like, there's no, there's no indication that he was going to die. Wow. You know, and that's beauty of Grant Morrison. You yeah. know, when he decides to go for it, you know, you, it is a left hook. Because it was also during the time of the Joker. You know, when, whenever the Joker was going on. That right. was a great storyline. You know, the return, finally the return of Joker, death of the family. Right. So we can talk about those kind of arcs or just a character. If you want to know more about a character that you've heard about. Right. We'll tell you all about it. We'll do, give you like a little... Yeah, comic book geek, uh, geek history one hundred and one. Yes, kind of thing. We'll definitely do that, and uh, of course, we'll we'll try and bring up more comic books in the future because we're reading and we're, we should share it with the uh, audience. Yeah. I mean, well, movies, books, television, you know, so, things like that. But said if if there's anything, of course, no, like in television, I do want to reiterate if it's something that's like four seasons in and you want us to talk about the whole show. Yeah, that's going to be impossible for us to do. Unless we're unless we are actually been watching the show. Like I could talk about Supernatural, but it's now in year eight. Yeah, so it's kind of hard to do a background on eight years eight of, years of Supernatural. Yeah, I mean, we, I'm also watching Supernatural as well. So for us to talk about it wouldn't be a problem, but for you to understand it would be very hard because we'd have to go through eight years of history to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, or if you hear something <laughs> that you might want to think like might be somewhat interesting, post on our Facebook page. And we'll take a look at it, and we'll talk about it on the show. Yes. You know, I mean, again, like we've established last week, <clears throat> we're not uh, we're not afraid of talking about stuff as long as we kind of think that it's hits a broad audience. Right. You know, like when I talk about a comic book character, like Wonder Woman or Batman or Superman, 
Yeah, sure. I mean, granted, I mean, I might not be the best Superman fan, but <laughs> I mean, I'll definitely do research and kind of look at it and kind of go, right. this is who the major players are in this time. Because I, I heard through the wind, comic book wise, they're going to be killing off Supergirl. Yeah. And Power Girl is going to be taking her place. place. Yeah. And I'm just like, well, how are they going to pull that stunt? Yeah, like, that's gonna be a so now, so now I'm going to the comic book store, going, let me get the last couple issues of Supergirl, so I can kind of catch up, catch up, and see how they're gonna pull. Because DC is doing this WTF arc through the summer, I think, where they're gonna, and I think it started with the death of Robin, mm-hmm. where they're gonna be hitting you with stuff that no one's really kind of like, Wait, what the fuck? Hence the right. WTF. Yeah, right. So. <clears throat> Be prepared for some wackiness as far as DC goes that we'll probably bring up on the show. Right. Hence, like, I'm not a Power Girl or Supergirl fan, but right. how are they going to do the switch? And again, like, we're not we're not major fans of everything in the geek genre, but we will do research for you to figure out yeah, sure. something that you're talking about. We're an accommodating show. Yes. <laughs> so, and on that note, we're going to wrap it up for the night. Aww. But don't worry, we'll be back next week for another exciting episode. Whether you like it or not, we'll be back next week. (laughs) (laughs) Maniacal laugh. Maniacal (laughs) laugh. (laughs) So, again, tell all your friends that you found this great show. Free. Free. Best part about it, it's free. Tell your friends. Like us on Facebook. Get the word out there that you've got two new best friends in Ed and Sean. And if you want to contact us, you can contact Sean at Sean at wordswithgeeks.com or you can contact me, Ed, at Ed Works Ed at wordswithgeeks.com or go to our Facebook page, Geeksters, and like us. Yep. And see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye.